Welcome to Better Health with Dr. Lucas, an internal medicine physician with over 20 years of experience, both as a hospital-based physician and in private practice. On this podcast, we'll help you take control of your health by educating you on various medical conditions, and we'll discuss current medical topics in the news. And we promise you won't have to be a medical professional to understand. Plus, we'll help you get the most out of your medical experiences. Whether it's a typical visit to the doctor or the dreaded trip to the hospital, you'll learn what to do and how to save money along the way. Now, let the conversation begin. Hello, and welcome to Better Health with Dr. Lucas. I am your host, Dr. Lucas. What is cardiac arrest? Cardiac arrest occurs when a person's heart suddenly loses its normal rhythm and stops pumping blood. There's essentially no blood flow to any organ in the body, and the person almost immediately loses consciousness. Even if you aren't a football fan, you probably heard about the recent event during an NFL football game in which a football player collapsed on the field and was found to be in cardiac arrest. Even more recently, the daughter of Elvis Presley went into cardiac arrest and died. About 70 to 90% of people who go into cardiac arrest in the U.S. die before they get to the hospital because people around them don't always know what to do. There are some simple steps that you can take right away that could mean the difference between life and death. Some warning signs of cardiac arrest can include shortness of breath, a pounding heart, weakness, and chest discomfort. Most times, however, cardiac arrest happens without warning. A person who is in cardiac arrest will not have a pulse and will typically be unresponsive. Cardiac arrest can be caused by irregular heart rhythms called arrhythmias. I explain to my patients that an arrhythmia essentially is an irregular heartbeat in which most times the heart beats so fast that it cannot pump efficiently because it does have irregular beats. Heart failure can also cause cardiac arrest as well as heart attack, drowning, respiratory distress, electrocution, trauma, including hard blows to the chest like the one that the football player sustained, as well as things like drug overdose also. Granted, in the situation of the football player, cardiology experts say that there had to be a perfect storm of events in which the player had to be hit with just the right amount of pressure and in the right location at the right time when the heart was relaxing for an arrhythmia to occur. While the incident with the football player is a very rare occurrence, there have been many documented incidents where baseball players have been hit in the chest by a baseball, as well as hockey players and lacrosse players have had blunt trauma, which have caused cardiac arrest. These events were not even prevented by wearing chest protectors. Cardiac arrest differs from heart attacks, which are caused when arteries supplying blood to the heart is blocked, depriving the organ of blood. That can trigger an arrhythmia or even sudden cardiac death. Fortunately, in the case of the football player, there was medical personnel at the game that was able to administer CPR 
or cardiopulmonary resuscitation almost immediately. His heart rhythm was restored and he was transferred to a medical center where he could get further medical care. Unfortunately, in most instances, there isn't a medical team nearby or someone who is skilled nearby to assist patients or even know what's going on. If you see someone with symptoms of cardiac arrest, the first thing to do is to call 911 immediately to get professional help there as soon as possible. One of the biggest risks of the heart not being able to pump blood to the brain and lungs is that the person can become brain damaged or die within minutes. If there are two or more people around someone who experiences a cardiac arrest, one person should call 911 while the other person looks for an AED, which is an automated external defibrillator. These devices can be used to jolt a person's heart back into a regular rhythm, and now they are commonplace in most public places like schools, stadiums, and other venues where large gatherings are. Uh, They are typically clearly labeled and mounted to a wall. The great thing about these devices is they are very user-friendly. So even if you don't have a background in the medical field, um, the device will prompt you in a step-by-step manner as to how to place the pads on the person's body and what to do. It will even read the person's heart rhythm to let you know if it is an irregular beat and requires a shock. If the patient doesn't need a shock, the AED will let you know and will not deliver one. After using the AED, or as soon as possible, if you don't have one, start chest compressions. This is done by placing your hands in the center of a person's chest and pressing hard at 100 to 120 beats per minute. Typically, we tell people you can think of doing a count, like 1100 to 100 to keep a normal rhythm. By doing this, you are acting as an external heart to help pump the person's blood throughout the body and provide blood supply and oxygen support throughout the body until they can do it on their own. After a cycle of about a minute, it's good to check to see if a pulse has been restored, which is a sign that the heart is pumping on its own. Some athletes like basketball players and marathon runners have died when their hearts have stopped from heart attacks or arrhythmias caused by underlying abnormalities. This is one of many reasons that athletes, non-professional and professional, undergo physical exams before being allowed to participate in their prospective sports. At the professional level, this testing is even more extensive as a means of detecting an underlying disease. Although witnessing the NFL player going into cardiac arrest on national television was an unfortunate incident, it highlighted an all-too-familiar medical emergency that occurs every day with average Americans and emphasizes the importance of getting at least basic CPR and AED training. Having an action plan in the event of situations could save a person's life. It is a good idea for parents of young athletes and even families to discuss a plan of action action. Having a plan of action in the event of could save a person's life. It's a good idea for parents of young athletes to discuss with their children's coaches whether they have a cardiac response plan in place that includes CPR and an AED. The American Heart Association and the Red Cross offer in-person courses, as do many local organizations. When it comes to contact sports, I think because we have been conditioned over the years of just watching them on TV or in person, uh, we forget 
forget how dangerous the sports are uh, while yet they are entertaining. Contact sports like football and baseball and hockey are so ingrained into our society that you know, it's not likely that they're going to go away. But I think this should help us to realize the importance of implementing safety measures um, and being prepared to address um, situations that might arise for parents. Um, I think this reemphasizes the importance of making sure that kids are um, evaluated properly, um, that they are wearing proper gear in the case of, say, football and baseball. Um, and if athletes are having any signs of uh, any potential problems like dizziness or feeling uh, pounding on their chest when playing or practicing to immediately be evaluated. Because you know, when you think about uh, sports on the uh, non-professional level, um, you know, kids and college players, um, the medical workups are, are not as extensive. And so screening exams may not show anything. Um, but if athletes are having any problems, um, that should be looked into. I mean, in the case of the NFL player, um, he wasn't detected to have any problems on his physical, apparently, because he was playing. Um, fortunately, he's he's a young guy and had a, a good general baseline. Uh, his problem could have been just one of those freak of uh, nature kind of wrong place, wrong time situations. Uh, but then also there could have been an underlying cardiac issue, uh, which, you know, at present we don't know about. Also for people who are um, athletes uh, and even not just athletes, but those people taking uh, drugs, legal or illegal, and even some over-the-counter um, substances, which might affect the heart, uh, should be very careful. Um, I'm constantly talking to patients about uh, stimulants like Red Bull and other energy drinks, which can um, cause a rapid heart rate uh, and, and potentially cause uh, arrhythmia because those things can increase the, the heart rate. And um, I often explain to patients, you know, if the heart rate goes too fast, just like anything we do at too fast of a pace can get out of control. So um, say you're about to participate in a sporting event and you drink something that revs up your heart rate, this could cause a potential complication. When someone goes into cardiac arrest after being transported to the hospital, it is not uncommon in uh, more severe situations for that person to be placed in an intensive care unit where they might be um, placed on a ventilator and sedated while tests are done to determine what the cause of uh, their cardiac arrest was. Um, arrhythmias are very common. This sometimes can be due to underlying abnormality in the heart's electrical system. Um, people don't typically think of the heart being an electrical circuit, but the way in which it beats is based on um, an electrical rhythm. And if, if that wiring is abnormal, um, some people can have an irregular beat. Um, and this can sometimes require um, treatments uh, like something uh, that we call an ablation, where a cardiac specialist goes in and with ablation therapy, the cardiac specialist um, will 
essentially block abnormal pathways in the heart's electric system to help keep it on a normal path. Um, that's typically the more severe or more complex treatment. Sometimes patients can be treated with medications uh, that we call antiarrhythmics uh, and some other medications which slow the patient's heart rate down to allow it to be in a more regular rhythm. Also, sometimes um, there may be underlying medical issues that can trigger arrhythmias, um, which going unchecked could cause cardiac arrest. So for example, patients who are diagnosed with problems like hyperthyroidism, which typically rev up the body's system, uh, revving up the heart rate rather, uh, can cause um, the heart rate to go really fast and cause an irregular beat, such as with an arrhythmia. In those instances, uh, these patients are treated for the hyperthyroidism first, and then sometimes uh, everything else might fall back into place. But then once again, sometimes these patients still need uh, um, advanced cardiac care, whether it be just medical management or, um, you know, they may have the underlying abnormal wiring in their heart, which requires the ablative therapy. Patients who are treated for arrhythmias um, typically are placed on blood thinners as well. I explain to patients, uh, you think about if the heart is beating irregularly and not pumping the blood out as efficiently as it should uh, with each heartbeat, then there's a potential for clots to develop uh, and clots in the heart can move out eventually and lodge in the brain uh, and cause a stroke. So typically patients who have arrhythmias um, are placed on anticoagulant therapy, uh, which is uh, blood thinner essentially. So medicines like Coumadin or Lovenox, and there are many others uh, that we use. Um, and the purpose for this is preventing uh, the patient from having a stroke as a complication of the irregular heartbeat. Another common cause of cardiac arrhythmia and sudden cardiac arrest is a condition called hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Typically, these patients have an enlarged heart and um, they are highly prone to cardiac arrhythmia activity um, and they have a high risk for cardiac arrhythmia and even sudden death. These patients, when diagnosed, are typically advised against participating in sports activities like basketball, football, etc., just because they have a high risk for an immediate incident, which could be life-threatening. For patients who have a family history of cardiac arrest, um, they should be screened for this particular disorder. Um, and you know there should be extreme caution when considering um, to participate in sports just because the risk can be so high. A lesson for the average everyday person who might not even be athletic is to pay attention to your body. If you're having problems such as dizziness, feeling as though your heart is pounding, uh, having headaches, um, you know, you, you might need to be evaluated um, to rule out underlying issues like uh, atrial fibrillation, which is an arrhythmia uh, where the heart is beating excessively fast. Um, this is very common. In summary, there are many cardiac conditions and non-cardiac conditions that can ultimately lead to cardiac arrest. By knowing some simple signs and techniques, you might make a difference in saving a person's life. Also, by not ignoring signs of 
chest discomfort or respiratory problems with or without physical activity and being evaluated, you might be able to save your own life. Thanks for listening to Better Health with Dr. Lucas. If you've learned something on this podcast, please share it with a friend so they can learn too. And if you're looking to enjoy healthcare the way it should be, visit the QLMD Direct Primary Care website at qlmddpc.com. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Better Health with Dr. Lucas.